just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It's Wednesday. Already been a busy week. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. I got an email to read. But I wanted to bring something up first. I've been watching on TikTok and other social media platforms. And there's always somebody out there saying, well, you better face up to it. Donald Trump will not get indicted. He'll get away with everything. And it's always some dumb fuck sitting on an ugly couch with a fucking sandwich in his hand. How the fuck does he know anything? This is what troubles me. These are the same people that said Donald Trump will win in 2020. Donald Trump will get away with everything. Do you realize that his company is on trial currently? Criminal trial. Alan Weisselberg is going to testify. His CFO is heading to the stand this week. He hasn't gotten away with anything yet. And to suggest that he's not going to get indicted because it's not happening fast enough for you and because you want to fucking pout about it, I'm tired of hearing that. I hear it over and over again. You're the same motherfuckers that told me, oh my God, there's going to be a red wave. We're going to be devastated. We're going to lose democracy. I don't know what it is about people. They have to go into everything assuming the worst. And that's the worst way to become a fucking loser. You've got to be positive. You've got to look at the facts and understand what the fuck is going on. I just get, I I almost can't even talk to these people because it's like you're these pouty little babies and you're already given up. You honestly tell me Donald Trump's not going to get indicted? I'll tell you right now, he's going to get indicted. I don't know for what, and I don't know how many times, but he will get indicted. If for no other place, fucking Georgia with Fonnie Willis, because she doesn't give a fuck. But the DOJ can't help themselves. They almost have to indict him with all the evidence and all the people in the country that know the evidence. They can't shove it under the rug because we all know what the fuck is going on. Not to mention the January 6th committee coming up with at least one more presentation showing all that he's done, giving kind of a uh, a wrap-up or closing arguments. These people will tell you, oh, he's never going to be be indicted. It's never going to happen. Shut the fuck up. You don't know shit from shit. I just saw somebody on TikTok say this. Some guy I've never seen before. I got some bad news for you. He's not going to be indicted. I wrote a little comment. I said, based on what do you know this? I mean, what, what, what did you read something on the fucking internet? Did you look at the facts at all? I'm sorry, I get very frustrated about people who just pout like this. If you're going to be a baby, get the fuck out of the way and let the big people handle this. It's fucking ridiculous. Mark my words, he will get indicted. I don't know which one or all of them, but he will get indicted. We haven't gone through this whole process without him getting indicted. So shut the fuck up. And I'm not talking to you, the listeners of the Rational Boomer podcast. I know you know better. But... I just, it just seems like every time we turn around, Trump's going to win the election. 
the midterms are going to be a red wave. And everybody's pouting and clutching their pearls and so worried, oh, our democracy. Look, man, shit works out if you just do the work. And leading up to the midterms, we did the work. We made some noise. The investigations ran. The evidence was exposed. The trump might try to tell you that they're going to win. But I don't need the Democrats and the left-side media saying, oh, well, if they're saying it, it must be true. Shut up. Watch the process. Don't get anxious. Things take time to happen. And, you know, I get people out here saying, well, nothing's happened to Donald Trump yet. Are you fucking kidding me? Nothing has happened to Donald Trump yet. His fucking company is on trial, criminal trial. And when he loses that case, it's going to shut down the company. And if that doesn't shut down the company, Letitia James in New York with her civil lawsuit will. That's nothing happening? Come on. You're pouting. You're being a baby. Don't want to fucking hear it. Okay, enough of my rant there. I got my first email, my only email today. It comes from Brent. And he says, good morning, Mike. Thanks again for keeping all of us sane during the midterms. I never bought into the polls. I'm an official member of the Michigan Democratic Party, and I saw the ground game firsthand. So I knew there would be no red wave here or anywhere, despite the media harping about it. Now that we have secured our democracy for now, how do we ensure and hold our democratic politicians to the mandate? We know the GOP will destroy themselves and they won't be a factor in 2024. And this is the perfect time for our party to distance itself from failed policies and to help the working class. We know if the GOP had gained power, they would have done nothing for the country. Democrats need to be held to that same standard. Otherwise, we vote them out next time and put in fresh blood. One thing that this election taught us and the Democratic leadership should take note of, America loves progressive-leaning policies. If the Democrats continue to run on those policies, we can guarantee ourselves victories. P.S. The lady who shot the Husky, Amber Barnes, has been charged and issued a citation. She got a hearing adjourned, but she could face one year in jail for animal cruelty. Thank you, Brent. Well, you're absolutely right to be concerned about this, Brent. I've said this before. I, 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 was, I was in a, a warehouse yesterday. The gentleman who owns the warehouse is a former business partner of mine. I started a couple business concepts, and I did it for a long while. He became my partner, and I got sick of doing it, so I sold it out to him, and he's done it ever since. He's still a friend. But for all intents and purposes, he's a trump I don't talk to him very often. And it's not because we have an argument about politics. We have debated on politics many times, but not recently. But I had to um, get some tires for my car, and it was so fucking busy. I go there, I make an appointment, I get the appointment, and they say, look, it's going to be five hours before we can work on your car. So I got to kill some time. And it happened that this warehouse, this office, was a short ways away from uh, um, 
from the tire place. So I just went down there. I hadn't seen them for a while. I said, hey, how you doing? And they're busy. They're scurrying around. And I'm watching this and I'm going, fuck, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. I'm too old to have this much stress and strain. But we talked about everything but politics. But as I'm sitting there, I look up on a shelf above his desk and he's got <laughs> very proudly displayed uh, Donald Trump's book, Art of the Deal. You know, the one he didn't even fucking write. But it's sitting there, and uh, we're talking about all the other stuff, and he knows well enough. He knows what I'm doing with the podcast and TikToks, and he knows I'm formidable when it comes to arguing, so he doesn't even wade into that. Well, his brother works for him, and he's a very nice guy. I like the guy a lot. And when we were talking, uh, as I was getting ready to leave to go get my fucking tires, uh, he brings something up jokingly about the stuff I'm doing online. And he says, well, I used to listen to this crazy guy, meaning me, and he was had a smile on his face. He wasn't looking to argue. And then he looked at me um, <laughs> and said, well, you know, it's, it's no big deal if you uh, think differently than me and I think differently than you. I said, honestly, I don't give a fuck what you think. You can think whatever you want. You've got to live with whatever you think, and so do I. So, no, I don't care. But um, he couldn't help himself. He, he, st- he started saying, um, you know, talking about welfare and all this stuff. And I, and I said, well, what is it that you think that I'm saying that's so crazy? I mean, give me, a, give me an instance of what it is. And uh, he said, well, the whole liberal attitude. I said, so are you meaning to tell me somebody who's getting government help because you have disability? I said, are you telling me? that uh, you'd like to see less help for the people in the middle class. He said, no, I'd like to have more help. I said, really? Then why are you voting Republican? They haven't done fuck all for you in 10 years. Well, I wouldn't say that. Really, we wouldn't say that? Tell me what they've done. And he couldn't name anything. I said, dude, here's the thing. You got to be better informed. You can't just go on these phony bullshit ideologies and jump on board because you may agree with some of the things they agree with or think you agree with them. You got to look at what they're really fucking doing for you. I'm not going to argue with you about being a Trump fuck and me not being a Trump fuck. But I'm going to tell you this. You're missing the boat. You don't understand what you're voting for. And you need to do better. Well, he wasn't too fond of that, but nobody was going to get an argument today. Because as I say, they know me. And they know if they start something, it's not going to go well. But it was interesting to go down there. And it was kind of fun to see my former partner and these other guys because I hadn't seen them for a while. Now I don't have to go back there again for a long time. I just made my obligatory stop to say hi and Then I went back and got my fucking tires. It just amazes me, Brent, that after all that we've seen, after all that's gone through this country, that people can honestly still say, yeah, I support Donald Trump. Well, over the next two years, that support is going to wane further and further, and these people are going to look foolish. And I'm not accepting apologies. I'm not giving forgiveness. Anybody who followed Donald Trump, that was a bridge too far, and I can't forgive that. You made a fervent attempt to destroy this country. 
destroy the future of this country, which means you're going to impact my grandchildren and my children, and you don't fucking do that. I don't care who you are. If you're my, my relative or my friend or a business partner, that's too much. That's too far. You can't forgive that. Anyway, Brent, thank you very much for the, uh, for the email. Again, if you have a question, comment, complaint, whatever, you can always email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Well, last night was a big night. You know that. <laughs> After months of hinting, Donald Trump officially launched his 2024 presidential campaign from his Florida Mar-a-Lago estate on Tuesday evening last night. Now, Trump worked himself into a spittle-flecked rage. You could see him. Now, what was interesting about it, you could see him wanting to go off script, but whoever set this up for him must have made him promise not to because he stuck to the script. And it was, it was more coherent than we're used to hearing out of Donald Trump, but it was nothing but lies and bullshit and rhetoric was absolutely ridiculous. He had the audacity to suggest Joe Biden was corrupt and that he was destroying the country and that the economy is the worst ever. Well, I got to tell you, Donnie, the economy is far better than what you fucking left it as. But it doesn't matter if it's true with Donald Trump. He will just lie. Now, even though there was this embarrassment on Tuesday. He was lashing out and threatening fellow Republicans while also strongly hinting he will go ahead with tonight's planned presidential announcement. Now, Trump attacked Senator, the Senate Minority Leader, Senator Mitch McConnell, and launched a multi-part screed, I guess you call it, against Florida's newly elected governor, Ron DeSantis, who committed the unforgivable sin of winning big while Trump was losing. See, here's what you have to understand. Donald Trump had planned to make this announcement yesterday, believing that there would be a red wave or a red tsunami, and then he could step up on that day and be the conquering hero and take credit for all the great success. Well, clearly now we know there is no great success. And most normal people would say, look, you know, that didn't go the way I expected. It might be kind of embarrassing for me to go up there and try to be the conquering hero. But not Donald Trump. Nope, not Donald Trump. Donald Trump thinks he's so smart he can go up there after the Republicans took a, 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 a sound beating and still make himself look good. He thinks he's that good of orator, and he's not. He's horrible. His vocabulary is limited. He can't string sentences together, and he looks like a fool every time he talks. And now the Republicans are finally starting to see it. Now, Donald Trump chose to announce this candidacy for one reason— and that reason is, first, well, two reasons. He loves attention. He hates the fact that other people are getting attention. So he needs that attention. But he's also getting scared. This is a desperation move. He knows the indictments are ready to come. He knows the trouble is ready to fall on his fucking head. And in his little mind, he thinks that by announcing that he's running for president, that will insulate him from said indictments. 
Well, of course, it won't. It doesn't. But And even Donald Trump probably knows that. But he needs some angle to argue, to delay, to cause chaos. So he thinks if he says he's running for president and the indictments start coming, and the first thing he'll say is, oh, this is all just politically uh, motivated. They're just try- they don't want me to run for president. Well, Donnie, I got some good bad news for you. The Republicans don't even want you to run for president. So anyway, this is what he's doing. He's trying to cover his ass. He's trying to protect himself. But like I say, even he knows it's not that good a protection. It's just one little loophole he can throw in there and try to delay or cause problems. Well, it's not going to work. These investigations started well before he was ever deciding to announce for the presidency. And and even though he announced he was going to run for president, we have no indication that he's going to be the nominee for the Republican Party. The fact is, he probably isn't. I mean, he's running against DeSantis. They're doing polls in all the important states. And Donald Trump is running by two digits behind Ron DeSantis. He's not a good choice. His um, popularity is dropping every day. And within two years from now, he will be gone from the scene. He'll be either be indicted in jail or just a pariah and banished from the face of politics. Donald Trump is not going to run again in 2024. He may not legally be able to run in 2024. He probably won't be legally able to run. Because you can bet the likes of the DOJ, whatever they're going to do, or Fonnie Willis, whatever they're going to do to indict this guy, they're going to make sure that's wrapped up in it. They understand the potential dangers of Donald Trump running again. So that's one of the first things they're going to shut down. Now, I've had some people come to my uh, TikToks and post and say, well, Donald Trump is just going to grift the public and he's just going to make more money for himself. Well, that's not exactly true. The fact is, by Donald Trump actually announcing that he's running for president, will probably take money out of his pocket. And here's how. The moment he announced that he was going to run for president, two things happen. The Republican Party stops paying his bills. They said they would do that. They legally have to do that. And why would you pay the bills of a candidate that probably isn't even going to be your nominee? So that extra money that he was getting to pay his legal bills or whatever the fuck stops today. It stops today. Secondly, the reason I think this is a desperation move is because he's got a problem. Now, the last two years, he's been able to beg for money, campaign for money, but he wasn't an official candidate. So by law, he could take that money with his pack and stuff it in his pocket. Now that he's announced that he's running for president, that stops too. You see, there's campaign finance laws, and he will have to account for this money, and this money will have to be spent appropriately. Now, that's, now I know people are going to say, well, Donald Trump doesn't care about laws. True. That's true. And will he do some things that are shady? 
and still stuff money in his pocket? Yeah, probably. But now he's going to be accountable for it. And, you know, if this were 2020, I might say, yeah, he'll probably get away with it. But you got the DOJ hanging over your head. They're going to be looking for anything and everything that you're doing. They know that you have a propensity for for uh, skimming money off your financials when it comes to your campaigns. So he's going to be under a microscope on this thing. The bottom line is he doesn't have the freedom he had up until this point. And when you're talking about taking money out of Donald Trump's pocket, he's got to have a very good reason to do that. And as I said, that reason is desperation. He knows his time is coming. He knows indictments are coming. And now he's just in desperation and protection mode. And even this protection and this desperation mode isn't going to be good enough. It's all he's got. He's almost to the point where he's got no ammo in the gun anymore. All of his strategies, all of his delays are no longer going to work. They're just no longer going to work. Now, where the first indictments come, I don't know. However, we've always thought that Fonnie Willis might be the source of the first indictment. Because honestly, she don't give a fuck. And she's not a federal district attorney. She's a state district attorney in the state of Georgia. And a couple of interesting things are happening there. Um, Fonnie Willis is bringing Cassidy Hutchinson to be deposed in front of the grand jury in Georgia. Now, we know what Cassidy Hutchinson gave us when she was in front of the January 6th committee. We know that. And we know that she's going to give more information that proves Donald Trump was involved in overturning or attempting to overturn the election in Georgia. I mean, let's face it. We got the fucker on videotape or audio tape. We know that Lindsey Graham is going to have to testify down there. He's run out of options as far as testifying. And there's another person that they're going to bring down there, too, is Michael Flynn. Now, whether Michael Flynn will be of any help in the prosecution, I don't know. But he'll probably get himself in trouble. Michael Flynn is a pathological liar. He's an insurrectionist. He's a traitor. But he's going to have to testify. It'll be interesting to see what he decides to do when he's on the stand. Is he going to double down and continue the lie? Or is he going to try to save himself and throw Donald Trump under the bus? Well, this guy doesn't seem to have much integrity. And while he seems pretty strong on these lies, I have a feeling he may want to save himself. Because this motherfucker will go to jail if he lies to the grand jury in Georgia. And Fonnie Willis will know if he's lied. So things are shaping up pretty nicely um, for activities against Donald Trump. And this is, this is why I get tired of people saying, oh, nothing's going to happen to Donald Trump. A lot of shit has already happened to Donald Trump. Shit like shit that would devastate you or I or anybody else even higher than us. Donald Trump is holding on by a thread right now. If he never gets indicted, his businesses are going to be destroyed. His source of money is going to be destroyed. 
The Republican Party is against him. So the idea of trying to grift money has been taken away from him, or at least limited. So the whole idea that he's going to get away with this is absolutely ridiculous because he's already suffering consequences in this fucking thing. Now, by the weekend, much of the conservative media, GOP donor class, and elected officials have come to the same conclusions. Republicans, at least for the moment, desperately seem ready to turn the page. But as they're about to find out, it's already too late. They may be done with Trump, but Trump isn't done with them. As I've told you before, these people that stood with him too long, they are going to be hard-pressed to wash the stink of Donald Trump off of them. They can now say, oh, I never liked Donald Trump. That's bullshit. We watched what you've done. See, Donald Trump is going to be the Democrats' best friend for the next two years because he's absolutely going to devastate, decimate, and divide the Republican Party. In the Republican Party, you have a group of people trying to get away from Donald Trump and try to redeem themselves in some way. But you still have the Trump-humping followers that want to stick with Donald Trump. And then you, in the middle, you have people that say, well, maybe Ron DeSantis is our savior. None of those things are going to work. Donald Trump is going to go down in flames. There's no question about it. I don't care what anybody fucking says. I know that's going to happen. It's inevitable. He has no place to go but down. He has no way to go but crash. He's not going to rise from the ashes like a phoenix. He's got nowhere to go. He's got no support. What little support he does is too small to give him any power. So Donald Trump is, for all intents and purposes, done. I mean, let's look at the facts. Yes, he won the election in 2016, right? Okay, you can give him credit for that. But what about 2018? He lost the House and the Senate. 2020, he lost... Uh, actually, he just lost the House in 2018. 2020, he lost the presidency and the Senate. In 2022, he shoved down this red wave and caused the Republicans to be embarrassed. Donald Trump has only won one race, and he's won no way race where he won the, po- uh, the popular vote. You remember... He lost the popular vote in 2016 by 3 million votes. In 2020, he lost by 7 million votes. Donald Trump, for all intents and purposes, is a loser. And finally, the Republican Party has said, you know, he's a fucking loser. Maybe we shouldn't put all our eggs in his basket. Now, the Republicans aren't too sharp. It's taken them a long time to understand it. But this last midterms, was the straw that broke the camel's back. They finally realized that Donald Trump is a liability and not an asset. He's not good for the Republican Party. And many people have said, let's step away from it. And ultimately, most people will step away from him. He is a loser. He's not good for the Republican Party. He's certainly not good for the country. But there will always be those few, those people that are the Trump humpers that will stand by him. And as long as Donald Trump is in the mix, 
it's going to fuck with the Republican Party. I don't see how the Republican Party can even win the presidency in 2024. They're going to be hard-pressed to hold on to some of these Senate seats and some of the people in the House. So 2024 is going to be a vastly different situation. They bragged and claimed all this stuff was going to happen in 2022, and it didn't. And now they're, they're, they're like a whip puppy. They've got to build their confidence again and somehow redeem themselves. But how does a party that doesn't do anything redeem themselves? Now they're going to have to figure out a way to give the perception that they're doing something by either uh, <clears throat> cooperating with the Democrats or trying to pull something out of their ass. But they've got, they don't have enough power. <clears throat> Even after the House has decided they're going to have maybe two or three extra House members. That's not enough for Kevin McCarthy to get voted in. It's not enough for anybody to get voted in. I even heard people out there talking like this was real. Oh, they're going to make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. No, they're fucking not. That's just more conspiracy bullshit. And I got tired of hearing Democrats saying, well, that might be true. They could do that. No, I mean, legally, they could try to do that. But if Kevin McCarthy can't get 218 votes, do you really think Donald Trump could? I mean, you can't just be appointed. You have to be voted in by the Republican Party. I mean, Kevin McCarthy is so nervous about not getting enough votes, he's going to Democratic House members and trying to bribe them into voting his way so he can be Speaker of the House. He's desperate to be Speaker of the House, and he probably won't be should the Republicans win. And it's getting close now, too. I think the Republicans are at 217 um, 217 uh, wins or seats in the House. They only need 218, so they only need one more. Unless the Democrats run the board, it's going to be hard-pressed for the Republicans not to win. But again, don't get worried about that. Don't get upset. They may win that uh, House of Representatives, but they don't have enough power to do anything. And with the power that the Democrats have in the Senate, they can shut down anything they want that the Republicans are trying to pull. And they will if it's crazy. And you can bet anything coming out of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives is going to be fucking crazy. So don't worry about shit. Things went better than we could have expected. We should be happy and relieved about that. Our democracy for the time being is safe, and that's good news. That's far better news than all these fucking clowns were telling us what to expect in the midterms. They were all wrong. I would like to have each and every one of them on a show and say, what did you base that on, dumb fuck? It certainly wasn't the facts or the truth. It was just you spewing shit. And I don't care if you're Democratic or Republican. Don't start spewing shit that you don't know anything about. I'm not the ultimate expert. Fact is, I don't know much of anything. I only know what I read and I research and I investigate. I do my best to find out what are the facts. And then I take those facts and I analyze the facts to decide what could or should happen. It just takes a little bit of time. 
Now, I understand not everybody has the time, but if you're going to come out here on, on, on the Internet or on TV and start spewing stuff, you better have something to back up as to why you're saying that. But they never do. They just spew bullshit. All right. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. On every show, I tell you that if you have questions, comments, or complaints, just reach out to me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Those emails come directly to me and your input is crucial to this show. The show is called Rational Boomer Podcast, but that's not to suggest that I'm the Rational Boomer. I am not. I am simply a Rational Boomer. All of you are Rational Boomers. Anybody of a like mind is a Rational Boomer. Strength comes in numbers and not through an individual. You have perceptions and insights that may have never occurred to me. This isn't a show about me. This is a show about us and gaining a voice in this country. There's 70 million baby boomers in this country. Yeah, I know the younger folks would prefer to push us aside. Every generation has done that. But we are a formidable force if we can get together and speak in one voice. This is why I encourage you to let your friends and family know about the Rational Boomer podcast, not to satisfy my ego, but to give us more power, a stronger voice to help right this ship we call the United States of America. Lastly, I'm offering the opportunity for my listeners to be on the show. Now, it could be two minutes, it could be a half hour, it could be the whole fucking show. I'd much rather have you on the show than somebody pimping a podcast or a book. I want to hear what you think. I want to know what you know. The Rational Boomer Podcast is all about us. Well, we've been hearing a lot of people saying the Republicans are starting to eat their own, and that seems to be the case. There's a lot of controversy. These people are counting their chickens before they're hatched. They're trying to figure out who's going to be the Speaker of the House when they take control. Now, as I've stated before, the control they get, if they get it, will be minimal and really doesn't afford them a lot of power. But still, there's going to be a choice as to who is going to be the Speaker of the House. Now, anybody that's expecting to be Speaker of the House, they'll need to get 218 votes out of the House of Representatives. And they may only have 220 or 221. So it's going to be a tough sell for anybody, especially somebody like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's done so many stupid fucking things uh, since being the minority leader. There is plenty of people that don't want him in there. Now, he did get nominated. He got 188 votes. Andy Biggs was up against him. He got like 31 votes. Andy Biggs might very well be in jail. He's the one that was giving the tours to the terrorists. But they did it just to take away some votes from Kevin McCarthy. Now, 188 votes out of 218 or thereabouts is a lot. But it's not enough to make you Speaker of the House. You need 218 votes. And it's interesting. We've got kind of a civil war working within the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. Because, you know, Matt Gates, that um, piece of shit who, who's got some problems in the future coming his way, um, he's now saying that he would not vote for... Uh, Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. I mean, the entire Republican Party is looking at uh, people like Kevin McCarthy and even Mitch McConnell and saying, we need a change in leadership. You're not leading us to wins. 
so we need to get somebody different. They're not aware enough, self-aware enough to understand what they're not doing is their policies and their their uh, treasonous behavior. It's not Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy per se. I mean, they're part of it, but it's more how the Republican Party in general acts. This is why they're not winning elections, but they got to put the blame on somebody. So Matt Gates is out there talking about not voting for <clears throat> Kevin McCarthy, which means the whole little faction of Trumplefox won't be voting for Kevin McCarthy, which will mean he won't get 218 votes. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene aligned herself with uh, Kevin McCarthy. And now Matt Gates, who we thought was Marjorie Taylor Greene's best buddy, is now speaking out against Marjorie Taylor Greene, talking shit about her because she's aligned with uh, with Kevin McCarthy. Now, the reason why Kevin McCarthy is kind of out of favor over and above the performance of the Republican Party is that he's aligned himself with uh, Donald Trump. He's well known to be an ally of Donald Trump's. And if that is the case, and there's a lot of people in the Republican Party saying, well, Donald Trump's a loser. Let's kick him to the curb. And remember, I told you they would do that. As soon as he was not... Uh, usable to them, they would kick him to the curb. And a large percentage of the Republican Party have already done that. That's why he holds no power. That's why him announcing that he's running for president is kind of a sad, pitiful thing. He doesn't even have support in his own party, let alone trying to win a fucking presidential election. So we got a little civil war going on in the Republican Party, and that is good news for the Democrats. We want them fighting. We want them divided because that just weakens them. They know this, but they can't help themselves. They can't unify to go against the Democrats. And all of this will be helpful over the next two years. As long as they can't agree for themselves, then they are going to be weak as hell. I'll tell you how bad it is for Donald Trump. Former Trump White House senior advisor Ivanka Trump his daughter, released a public statement shortly after her dad announced he would seek the GOP nomination for the president in 2024. Now, Ivanka began her statement by saying, I love my father very much. Yeah, I'll bet you do. Before she added a major caveat. She said, this time around, I'm choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating. (laughs) And I don't want to go to motherfucking jail and I don't want to lose. What's interesting, he made this announcement that he's going to run for president at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. He kind of begged Ivanka and Jared to show up as a show of support. They said, fuck that, we're not showing up. And they didn't. He had even hoped to have Matt Gates, who is a representative from Florida, and a big supporter of Donald Trump. He wanted Matt Gates to be there to help support him in his announcement. Matt Gates was a little busy. Maybe he was trafficking young girls or maybe he was doing some other shady shit, but Matt Gates did not show up for Donald Trump. At one point you could say that Matt Gates seemed like Donald Trump's biggest supporter. And now he wants nothing to do with him because there's nothing Donald Trump can do for Matt Gates. He didn't get the pardon like he asked for, so I'm sure he's a little p- 
pissed about that. Now, Ivanka goes on to say, I do not plan to be involved in politics. Good idea, Ivanka. You're shitty at it and you're in trouble already. While I always love and support my father going forward, I will do so outside of the political arena. Ivanka Trump said she was grateful for her work in the White House. In her father's speech, he complained about being a victim and said his third White House bid may not be an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. He says, we will be attacked. We will be slandered. We will be persecuted just as I have been. I mean, I have been, but many people in this room have been. CNN, CNN's Kate Bennett reported Ivanka Trump was not present for dad's announcement. Yeah, she's going to try to find her space from her father. She may be potentially indicted, whether it be politically speaking or for the business. I don't know. But Ivanka Trump has her own problems, as does Jared. So uh, <clears throat> she doesn't want to uh, pour fire or pour gas on the fire, because she's already got plenty of problems. And she also sees that this whole thing with her dad running for president again in 2024 is a losing proposition. Who wants to jump on board an already sinking ship? She's smarter than that, and she knows there is nothing good that they can get from joining their dad. <clears throat> so you see, this is the interesting thing. Donald Trump is known for using people up, using them until he can get nothing more than tossing them aside. Well, now he's going to get a bit of his own treatment. People are doing that to him now. The people like Matt Gates, Ivanka, his daughter, Jared, his son-in-law, other Republicans, they see he's not valuable to them anymore. So what he's going to do, or what they're going to do, is ghost him not support him, stay the fuck away from him. And this is getting worse and worse every day. And the more crazy shit he does, and the more the indictments loom, people are going to want to separate from him. It's not going to go well for Donnie. Donnie can announce today that or yesterday that he's running for the presidency. <clears throat> but every day that passes up until 2024, he will get further away from that reality. It makes no sense that he is going to run for the presidency. Republicans will not make him the nominee. An independent run will just fuck up the Republicans, and he still can't win. He doesn't have enough support. Donald Trump is a losing proposition, and he's refusing to own it and admit it. So he does what he does. He doubles down and hopes against hope he can bully his way through. But not this time. Not this time. We can talk about something other than politics just briefly. This is worthy of talking about. Now, we know what happened over in Ukraine and Poland. If you haven't heard this, you need to hear it because it's kind of serious. The Ukrainian army liberated and pushed back Russian army out of the city of Kherson which was a pretty big deal, a pretty amazing feat. In fact, um, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, said it was akin to America's D-Day. Well, that's pretty big. 
And he also said this could very well be the beginning of the end of the war. Well, naturally, narcissist Vladimir Putin is upset about this. He was um, embarrassed by it. He's been embarrassed the whole time with this Ukrainian war. He's been getting his ass kicked. But so what does he do when that happens? Well, he launches about 100, 150 missiles to hit uh, targets, soft targets in Ukraine, which is uh, illegal according to war crimes. And he's going to have to deal with that ultimately. I don't know when, but the sooner the better. But here's what happened. And this is where Vladimir Putin fucked up. You know, most of his missiles aren't very accurate. That's one thing that's well known. And two of those said missiles ended up landing and causing damage and killing two citizens of Poland. It landed on a farm in Poland. And two citizens, Polish citizens, died because of that bombing. Well, this is a big problem. This is a big enough problem where Joe Biden and a bunch of the other powers in that area have to, had to get together and talk to decide what to do. You see, Poland is part of NATO. And the thing is with NATO, if you attack NATO or attack a NATO country, then all NATO countries are coming to help. And that would be a big problem for, for Vladimir Putin. No matter how tough he thinks he is, he can't take on 20 countries if they're all coming at him. As it is, they're sanctioning him, and he's suffering back in Russia financially and, and economically. But if he's going to come out of this bombing a NATO country, that calls, what do they call it, Article 5, and these fuckers can attack him. Now, I'm thinking Joe Biden and all these countries are seeing this as not an, an intentional attack. It was probably a fuck-up, a mistake, a miscalculation. But what we do know is the missiles that landed there and blew up this property and killed these two people were Russian-made missiles. Now, Joe Biden said something. He says, I doubt it's Russia because of the trajectory. Well, this Poland is right next to Ukraine. Who the fuck else sent the missiles up? Now, maybe it came out of Belarus or something, but it was still Russia set up and Russian financed. Russia need, needs to pay the price. They fucked up. They fucked up big. Now, what I'm hoping is, is that the uh, people of Russia, the government of Russia, the military of Russia sees this as, uh, we can't afford these mistakes, otherwise we will be devastated. All you need is four or five countries to walk into Ukraine and shove those fucks back to Russia and kill a bunch of them. That would change everything. And if you're worried about the nuclear war, I don't think that's an issue. I don't think even Vladimir Putin's dumb enough to use it. He'll make threats in order to bully people, but he won't really do it because he knows the outcome can't be good for anybody, including him. So I don't think that's going to happen. But you got Putin on the run a little bit. He fucked up. He made a mistake. They need to flex the muscle a little bit and make him, make him um, aware of the fuck up 
and make him pay the price. Does this mean all the NATO countries hit uh, uh, crank down harder on, on, on sanctions? I don't know. The Russian the people of Russia are already struggling to a major extent. And the only reason to put sh- sanctions on is to put pressures on the Russian government, the Russian people, and the Russian military to get that fuck out of there. I don't know how much more has to go on before they realize that that's the only way to do it. I realize Vladimir Putin is very powerful, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, if they don't, they're committing suicide. Either these people going hungry or ultimately getting their ass kicked by NATO forces. All right, let's move on to the next thing. And this this one is a favorite of mine. You know, for years I've been hearing how smart Elon Musk is been hearing what a business genius he is. Listen to this. Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion just a week ago. A week ago, $44 billion. Now, granted, he may have gotten a lot of that money from Saudi Arabia, but he paid $44 billion. Currently, one week later, Twitter is now valued at 8 billion dollars. Wow. That's quite a business genius, isn't it? <clears throat> he's <laughs> he's almost at well, he's roughly at uh, a little less than 20% of what it was when he bought it in one fucking week. He's made nothing but mistake after mistake and turned most of the country against him. Yet people think he's so smart. Where's the brains here? I mean, anybody can walk into a going concern, buy it, and at least run it for a few months before you fucking crash it. But Elon Musk it took a week, week and a half. The one thing that will take down any man, we're seeing it with Donald Trump, and we'll see it with Elon Musk. The one thing that takes down any man is uh, an excessive ego. You think you're too smart. You think you can't be fooled. You think you can't be bettered. Well, Donald Trump's finding out that's not true, and now Elon Musk is learning a lesson. I don't use Twitter much myself. I know a lot of people do. But I feel for those people. You spent a long time building up a platform, and now Elon Musk comes in there, fires half the staff, makes some stupid mistakes with the blue checks and the $8 for the blue checks, and then he gets embarrassed, costs some of his advertisers billions of dollars. This is not a good look. It's not a good look, and it's not going to go well for Elon Musk or Twitter. In fact, he's even said that bankruptcy's not off the table. Can you imagine that? paying $44 billion, telling everybody how you're going to make it better and stronger and make more money and do all this stuff. And then within a few weeks' time, you got to file bankruptcy because you ran that fucker into the ground. Yeah, Elon Musk is no fucking brain. His ego has gotten away from him, and it's going to take him down. It's already taken him down several notches, and he may not survive this thing. All right. I was talking earlier about uh, the criminal trial that's going on in New York in the Manhattan District. We have still yet to hear Alan Bragg, the DA in the Manhattan District, 
file any charges against Donald Trump personally. But we know that there's a criminal trial going on for the Trump organization. Yeah, it's a criminal trial for a company. The thing is that Donald Trump had his hands on everything in that company. So it's going to leak over into him. There's just no question about it. And Alan Weisselberg, a longtime senior executive at uh, the former president, Donald Trump's family business, took the stand on Tuesday as the prosecution star witness at the Trump Organization tax fraud trial in New York. Now, here's what you have to understand about Weisselberg. Weisselberg pled out. He pled guilty to 15 years of fraud as the CFO for the Trump Organization. But they also indicted the Trump Organization as an entity, and they told Alan Weisselberg, you have to testify. They're giving him like five months in jail. They're giving him an easy time for this pleading out. But it's all contingent on whether he testifies against the Trump Organization and whether he testifies in good faith and tells the truth. Because as much as he's cut this deal, if he doesn't tell the truth, if he pleads the fifth or he does something fucked up, that motherfucker's going to jail for 15 years. So you know he's got some motivation. I mean, he's in his late 70s. That's a life sentence if he's going away for 15 years. Now, the Trump Organization was charged by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in 2021 with unlawfully awarding executive perks over 15 years without telling tax authorities and falsely reporting bonuses as a non-employee compensation. It has pleaded not guilty. Weisselberg, 75, pleaded guilty in August to avoid taxes on $1.6 million in personal income and helping Trump's real estate company engineer the tax fraud scheme. His plea was part of a deal with prosecutors to testify at the trial in exchange for a five-month sentence. The company's lawyers argue that Weisselberg, who worked for Trump for half a century and is currently on paid leave, orchestrated the whole scheme to benefit only himself. Yeah, Donnie did no shit about it, even though his hands are on everything he does. Now, during the questioning by Prosecutor Susan Hoffinger on Tuesday, Weisselberg said he began working as an accountant for Trump's father, real estate developer Fred Trump, in about 1973. He said after about 13 years, he went to work for Donald Trump. Weisselberg said Trump organization business portfolio grew more diversified since he began working there, branching out into hotels, golf courses, and commercial properties. He said, I'm sure you remember The Apprentice. That was one thing we did, Weisselberg said, referring to the reality television show starring Trump. Now, after Weisselberg was promoted to CFO in 2002 or thereabouts, he said he became ultimately responsible for the company's accounting and finances, everything. He knows where the bodies are buried. So that's why he pled out and pled guilty because, well, he was fucking guilty. So now they're in court. Donald Trump's lawyers did try to throw Weisselberg under the bus, say, oh, he just did it. I didn't know anything about it. I'm just the boss. I didn't know, which was absolute bullshit. 
Now, Weisselberg said he wouldn't testify directly against Donald Trump, but that doesn't matter because anything that happened in the Trump organization is immediately attached to Donald Trump. So it was just a way to make it sound like he wasn't testifying against Donald Trump. And since Donald Trump is stupid, I'm sure he bought it. I'm sure he thinks Weisselberg is being a good guy, a stand-up guy, if you will. All right. I was talking about this earlier. Let's go into it just briefly again. The Republican House Caucus, they got together on Tuesday, and they had a secret ballot vote for who they'd elect to lead them if it turns out the GOP does win the remainder of the elections that haven't been called. Now, while it's not likely the Democrats would win the House, it's not looking good. I think... I think... Um, the Republicans are just one seat away from 218, which would give them the majority. Um, but it's going to be a small majority, which is good for the Democrats. In the test vote for support for Kevin McCarthy, 188 GOP colleagues voted for McCarthy with 31 who supported Andy Biggs, who may be going to jail anyway. Now, talking to the press Later that afternoon, Matt Gates, as I mentioned, who is fighting McCarthy's speakership, said there's still a bit of denial. Gates said the members had to go through the stages of grief after the election they thought would be a red wave, but ultimately ended up being more like a, I don't know, a red puddle. They're still in denial, believing that 180 votes can get someone to speaker. So once we move past that, I believe we ultimately will elect someone with broad support. Yeah, who's that going to be? The Republican Party is split. None of you fucks can agree on anybody. It's going to be interesting to see who they get to be the Speaker of the House. I honestly don't think, um, I don't think it's going to be Kevin McCarthy. It would be crazy if he did. Now, again, we were talking earlier about Donald Trump announcing he's running for president. In 2024. Interesting thing, most media outlets didn't want to run it because <laughs> fucking Donald Trump and because he's nuts and because nobody cares anymore. But a spokeswoman for Donald Trump said news networks that do not air his primetime speech on Tuesday night will be violating the First Amendment. Really? You don't understand what the First Amendment is. Media outlets aren't forced to, to uh, air speeches by private citizens, which is, which is what, in fact, Donald Trump is. He holds no power. He holds no position. And for a spokeswoman to say this, I mean, it's almost fucking embarrassing. Uh, how, how do you even think you can say that? Now, appearing on Steve Bannon's War Room, on Right Side Broadcasting Network, Liz Harrington blasted the mainstream media while standing in a large event hall at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The president said he will make a very big announcement with the most people expecting him to declare he's running for president, which he did. 
They don't want the American people to hear directly from the biggest leader of the greatest political movement in our history. Yeah, that might be pushing it a little bit. Harrington said, so I do expect they'll try to censor and cut away. However, the people are anxious to hear from him. So they will go right around the networks and they do indeed cut away. Harrington then claimed they merely that merely ignoring Trump's address is a violation of the constitutional right of free speech. No, it's not, motherfucker. He can talk all he wants. These privately held entities, these media outlets, don't have to air his bullshit. I mean, if they have to air his bullshit, I could say, I've got a constitutional right. I want to be on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and OAN tonight. I want to be on there tonight. I've got something to say, and if you don't do it, you're violating my First Amendment rights. Well, no, of course you're not. That's fucking stupid. I can't believe that somebody would even say that. She went on to say, that's what you have to do now, she added. We do not have the First Amendment. It's under attack. I mean, it's so ridiculous to even (laughs) even say that. I mean, it's just ignorant. Fucking stupid. And these are the people you want to follow, meaning the Trumplifucks. It's pitiful. It's sad that people are that dumb. <sighs> well, Republicans have spent the last decade or so digging deeper into conspiracy theories. You know, you got Alex Jones and Steve Bannon. They became mainstream voices on the right. And when Republicans like Carrie Lake lost her race, they're quick to blame vast conspiracies. There's one other trump conspiracy theorist. His name is Dan Bongino. I've never watched one of his shows. I've seen a couple of short takes from him, and he is clearly a dipshit. But apparently he's in need of some more wild rumors. During a spot on Jesse Waters he, on Fox, he asked the Fox audience to send him new ones. <laughs> Bongino remarked, I'm running out of conspiracy theories because they're all coming true. So to the Waters audience, if you would please email me some conspiracy theories because I'm running out of show content because the FBI spied on Trump and was called a conspiracy theory. That was true. The Wuhan lab leak. We were <laughs> we were fact-checked to Hades on that one. The, that one looks pretty true, too. The FBI interfered in the Hunter Biden story pre-election. We were told we were crazy people for that one. What are you guys? One of these ayahuasca things? You're nuts. Turned out that was true, too. This guy, <laughs> this guy is begging begging for conspiracy theories. Now we find out we're a little suspicious about some informants. We said, you know, we think the FBI may have had some informants. We were told we were Looney Tunes. Maybe you know the edibles kicked in too early. We were crazy, and now it turns out it's true. None of this shit is true. So, folks, if you do me a favor, I'm running out of material. I have three shows, a radio, a podcast. I got nothing left. If you could send me some new stuff, UFOs, maybe whatever, I'll take it because I'm clean out of material. Now, I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not, but it makes some sense. All these conspiracy theories, none of them have been proven true, and you're embarrassed. 
but you're so desperate for content, you don't have the ability to create content on your own. Maybe try looking at facts and truth now and again, Dan Bongino, but you won't do that because that's not how you build your business. Dan, you should take a look at Alex Jones. Do you want to end up like Alex Jones? Maybe start um, calling shootings a hoax. That worked out good for Alex Jones, didn't it? You would think these people would learn a lesson that doing the things they do on the air is going to cause them problems, get them in trouble. But they won't. They won't. It's it's amazing to me. You go through all this, you keep losing and losing and losing. You keep going to court and losing and losing. We've got almost $2 billion that Alex Jones owns for simply being a liar. And instead of backing down, double down doubling down, but they still do it. The fuck is wrong with people? Are they that stupid or that belligerent or that big occult. I think it's a combination of all three. It's just fucking unbelievable to me. All right, we are going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a great day and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.